Well, hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough with myself, Scott Wilson and Dom Shaw from the Northern Echo. Uh, we are going to be looking ahead to the visit of Ipswich Town to the Riverside this weekend. Um, we'll have a bit of a chat on how Borough might be lining up in the wake of Michael Carrick's press conference yesterday. Um, we'll have a bit of a talk about what Borough can expect from an Ipswich side who have certainly been flying in the early weeks of this season. Um, and then we'll maybe have a little bit of a prediction about how things might go. You well, Dom? I am. I am yourself. Yeah, yeah, all good, thank you. All good. Um, couple of quick bits. If you're watching this on YouTube, then please like, subscribe and leave any comments. Uh, we do read them. Um, we, we certainly do take them on board. Um, and if you're listening on one of the various um, podca podcast platforms, then rate and review because it does help us. Um, in terms of the mythical algorithms and all this kind of carry on. Um, right, Dom, Ipswich. So you were um, at Michael Carrick's press conference yesterday. We speculated earlier in the week about whether he would be given much away on the injury front with Borough obviously having multiple issues ahead of this Ipswich game. Um, I think we probably guessed that he wouldn't be saying an awful lot definitively. And I think if we'd put a lot of money on that, our money would be safe, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> very little to report, really, in terms of injuries, um, which, and we'll get into this, I completely understand because Carrick talked a lot yesterday about the, the term, he was talking about Kieran McKenna. At, yes. Um, obviously, Ipswich head coach, we work closely with at Manchester United, and, and, he, and, he, and he talked about how they basically know each other inside out. So, it's already going to be difficult. And we talked to Carrick about this. You know, how how do you prepare to face a manager who knows you probably knows as well you as you know yourself from a football perspective? Um, so so with that in mind, I guess anything you can keep up your sleeve, then you're going to, aren't you? That that said, and like clearly come two o'clock tomorrow, I might be way, way off with this. My instinct told me that um probably not to expect anyone back. Anyone back? Yeah. But I say that, I say that with no conviction. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. just trying to, just trying to read a poker face. Um, what, it, what, what the one specific he did get into was Paddy McNair, who obviously went off at Leeds last week and he yeah. said he, he had a back spasm that's taken a while to settle down. He didn't get into the specifics on the others. We clearly know the long-termers are going to be out. Yeah. McGree and Force, I mean, 99.9% appear on the bench. I guess the ones that you'd be hoping for are, um, are Fry and Hackney. And and we he, was, he wasn't giving anything away on that. So that, that's the guessing game come two o'clock tomorrow. But but as, as of now, our predicted team from our pod and vid on Wednesday, I think still stands... Yeah, which is if by magic is now running along. So we kind of had a guess at Housen going at the back four, Vandenberg moving across the centre half alongside Clark, and Gell obviously at left back, which would probably mean Barlesa and Crooks in centre mid, Silvera, Rogers, and Greenwood. Um, although there is the wild card of playing Bangura in a in a higher position up that left hand side, and probably Latterlaf getting the nod ahead of Corburn. I mean. To a certain degree, it feels like a bit of a cobbled together side, but you wouldn't say it was a weak side, would you? No, I, I mean Johnny Housen has demonstrated that he's, you know, if if Borough had to play this team, Housen has shown that he's more than capable 
of playing at right back or at centre half. Um, to be fair, when he when he had to do a job there, Matt Crooks played the vast majority of his football in, in more of a midfield, an orthodox midfield role up until yeah. Carrick's appointment. Um, and Silvera coming in, well, well, if we go back to the early weeks of the season, Silvera in flashes, I actually thought looked the most exciting of all the signings. Now Greenwood and Rogers have clearly established themselves and found the feet since and, and Engel has done the same and Ballet yeah. uh, sorry and Bangura when he's played has, has been solid enough um, but you know it, it's still a team of, of senior players you're not having to rope it you know Finn Cartwright while while yeah. undoubtedly is a huge talent is a 16 year old kid what you don't want to do is before is be rushed into playing players yeah. maybe yeah, ahead of the time um we we might be surprised, might we? You know, come come yeah. on Saturday afternoon. We we might be surprised, um, but there was there was nothing definitive either way. Which, as you say, we 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 couldn't work yeah. really. Interestingly, just to move it on slightly, we um, and you can read this online and, and in the paper today if you haven't already. But we we asked Carrick about January and and has these yes. last few weeks and and. The, the crisis really of injuries and availability or unavailability all the boroughs thinking for january and and within his answer to that he probably gave away more on injuries and transfers because he said well no because we, we don't want to panic and change our plans but also come january we're hoping to have some of those players back so yeah you'd, you'd look and hope that fry and, and hackney McNair and possibly McGree and Force as well. And suddenly then the complexion changes, doesn't it, entirely? Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? That's that's always the, the debate with making signings on the back of injuries is that if and when they come back, all of a sudden you've got a, a much bigger, much more bloated squad with kind of selection issues, you know, a whole different range of them then. So, um, yeah, so, so did you, you know, is your main takeaway from that then? Yes, the injuries, hopefully some of them back. But in terms of transfers then, that, that actually we're still probably where we were a month, two months ago, which was, you know, the gut feeling was a striker, um, maybe a centre-half. Yeah, I think it'll be a defender, which 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 I know kind of maybe opens, opens myself up to say, well, that surely they are responding there to the injury crisis. And the yeah, but Lenahan's a different one, isn't he? Because well, exactly. A, a, Lenahan's a different one, because and Smith are both yeah. end of the season. And, and B... There's the McNair uncertainty that we've talked about at length yeah. and, and a senior player who's approaching the end of his contract. So I think even without the Lenahan and Smith injuries, that's an area that Borough would have been looking at in, yeah. in January to, to potentially safeguard themselves. Um, the, the only, I guess the only slight difference is, whereas previously they might have been looking at January as an opportunity to bring someone in with, with perhaps next season in mind. Yeah. Guess now... There's, there's the possibility that someone's going to have to come in and, and, and hit the ground running slightly. I think but, certainly McNair was to leave. Yeah, but then if McNair stays, you've still got Fry, McNair, Clark back fit as well now, yeah. um, and Vandenberg, who's obviously, I was going to say deputised at centre-half, but he hasn't because that's his best position. He's deputised at right back and clearly shown what he can do yeah. at centre-half as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the next few weeks, I think, injuries and availability-wise. You touched on the kind of Kieran McKenna dynamic there. Um, I mean, you know, just how close were him and Carrick? Did, did Carrick give the impression? And, you know, 
it's early days for both of them, but th their careers are, seem to be following fairly similar trajectories. And already they're both being kind of touted for potential Premier League jobs, maybe not that much further down the line. Well, I, I, what I didn't know is they actually played together at Spurs. Yeah, um, I didn't know that either. McKenna, well, I say played together. I think McKenna was in the reserves as it had been then. And yeah. um, reading know. some of his quotes from his press conference, which I think was yesterday, he was saying how when Carrick was injured, he came down to play with the reserves or the, or the younger lads. So, that, so they kind of came across each other then. Yeah. But it was at Man United when... Carrick uh, was obviously uh, was finished was coming to the back end of his playing career. McKenna was was working with the youth age groups at United, um, and and Carrick said yesterday, in his words, that he's one of the best coaches he's ever come across. And McKenna then obviously went up to become part of the first team set up under uh, Mourinho and and Solskjaer, yeah. and obviously the work together. Then McKenna took the Ipswich job two years ago and spoke to Carrick before taking that job. And then obviously Carrick, uh, Carrick came in at Bury a year ago. I think a couple of points. If if Carrick gave McKenna the, the, the green light and told him to go for it, then Ipswich fans should be eternally grateful because the job yeah, is absolutely. there. And, and the other thing, um, it looks to me like there's going to be some Premier League vacancies in the next few weeks, doesn't it? Or, or the certain... Cooper at Forest, maybe Hodgson Palace. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd look, whereas we were having this conversation, weren't we, at the back end of last season, you know, if, if any Premier League jobs come up, Michael Carrick's inevitably going to be linked. I think that's probably the same again. I know Palace have Palace were, were loosely linked at the end of last season, weren't they? But you would think McKenna is certainly going to be in the conversation. Now, that's not for one minute yeah. to say go. I think he's on a good thing at Ipswich, but I think the question's certainly going to be asked, isn't it? I'd be amazed if, if the question wasn't asked before the end of the season. Well, it's one of those where if Roy Hodgson was to leave Palace tomorrow, Michael Carrick and Kieran McKenna would immediately be installed in the top 10 in the betting, probably. Yeah, inevitably. Five. Yeah. You know, if nothing else, there'll be that kind of noise around them, won't, won't there? Because, like you say, McKenna's just been on, on a remarkable upward trajectory with Ipswich and obviously... The way they've hit the ground running, which we'll get to in a second in the championship, has been fantastic. And and obviously, what happened in the, at the start of this season, you know, in a strange kind of way, is an extra feather in Carrick's cap, if you like, because he has now shown that he can get a club out of a bit of a rut when things aren't going quite so well. Which um, <laughs> you know, which I think Premier League clubs will look at and, and see it as a major positive, the fact that he turned things around when when they were so sticky at the start of the season, rather than worry about. Uh, what was going wrong in those early days? Um, so Ipswich then. I, I just um, think, sorry, just just to put sorry. in quickly on that, I think I think the other thing with both of them is we talk about understandably about parachute payments and the huge huge advantage now clubs coming down from the Premier League have, and and clearly Ipswich have significant backing. I know there was a lot of talk about when they signed Nathan Broadhead in January, for example, who was wanted by championship clubs at the time, and yet uh, Ipswich paid what championship club, clubs couldn't afford. I remember Sunderland being in for him at the time, weren't they, in the, in the January yeah. window? Um, yeah. But then, um, it obviously took them up, but then they've continued the, the uh, trajectory this season, and they're now wedged between Leicester and the other teams who came down, which is 
testament really yeah. to the to the job he's done. And the same can be said of Carrick, can't it? Obviously, the, the, the ride he took Borough on last season and this season establishing themselves. Um, because even if, if Borough had had a, an average start to the season, they'd have been firmly entrenched in the top six now, wouldn't they? It's yeah. only because they were playing catch-up again, really, after the seven-game winless start. And clearly, there was there was mitigating factors there. So I think that's that's another big strength to both of the ball, isn't it? So Ipswich, as you said there, what a point off top. They're actually seven points clear of Leeds in third position, so they still have a pretty healthy gap. Um I watched them on the opening day of the season when they won at Sunderland um, 2-1 and they were they were really good. Um, they, you know, really fluid in attack, really well drilled, really well organised um, and, and, and they've not really stopped from there. I guess the only thing you would say is their only away defeat of the season came last time out in terms of their last away game at West Brom. And their two away games before that were two two-all draws at Rotherham and Birmingham. So they haven't actually won in their last three away games. Is there a bit of a glimmer of light for Borough there? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I think um, like clearly their away record is very good. They're the second or third, I think they've got the second or third best away record in the league. Um, but it, I think they've won nine from ten at home. It, it's that yeah. Portman Road looks... and. and and was their only defeat off the top of my head to Leeds when they should have won? Was it a bit of a skeleton second half? Yeah. yeah. Um, so clearly that Portman Road form is going to be the um is going to be the thing that drives them on. And we were talking about this earlier in the week, weren't they? They, they, they look nailed on for at least the top six, don't they, at this yeah. stage? Because because even if even if their away form becomes slightly indifferent as 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 it has done in the last few weeks. If they if they continue with anything like their current home form, then they're just going to keep picking up yeah. points every other every other week. Um, but I, but I do think I do think there's clearly a slight you know to to be winless in three and those last three away games. You know Rotherham you'd have expected them to win there. Birmingham you'd have expected them to win there. And I think yeah. they equalised late at Birmingham if I remember if I remember right. In fact, they might have been two 0 down at half time and, and they came back to to get a point there. Um, so that's that's clearly the chink. And the other thing is, as we've talked about at length, Borough have fared so well against the, the top teams, especially especially at home. I mean, that front three of Ipswich, Chaplin, Hurst, Broadhead, um, is, is right up there with anything in the league, isn't it? And and that, for me, would give me a real optimism if I was an Ipswich fan that, that they will hang around there because all three are capable of scoring goals. And it, even if, you know, if one of them was to get a bit of a bad injury, you know, you'd still back the other two to, to, to fill the gap and score goals. And, you know, they're not hugely reliant on one forward, are they? Which can sometimes be a bit of a red flag against the team who are up there that, you know, OK, well, what happens if, if, if you know, today, if something happens to, to that one player? Ipswich aren't like that. And that, that front three is as good as, just about as good as anything in the league. And, and you've got to think there with, you know, Poor Matt Clark because he hasn't he hasn't played for mm. well he played what five minutes in in fourteen months then he's thrust straight back into action from the bench against that Leeds front four and you know Somerville last week he's he's as good as anything in the championship isn't he um, Dan James on the other side was playing for Man United a few weeks ago how much did they spend on Rutter Pirro was, yeah. was was in demand for years so Clark's thrust straight into that and then and then if he starts on Saturday which looks 
likely, well, he's bound to, isn't he? If, if McNair yeah. and Fry don't make it, then he's up against that that Ipswich front line. It's going to be a test for a, for a makeshift Borough defence, isn't it? Um, and, yeah, and, then, and then it goes back to, again, something we were talking about earlier this week, this, this differential between Borough's defensive record at home and away. But Borough have been rock solid at home, haven't they? Which makes the leakiness away from home all the more surprising, yeah. really. I mean, we're talking we're talking for some butts here because, as we said, we don't know if anyone is going to come back. But but if Johnny Housen was to go, have to go into the back four, would there be any worry about a houseless midfield against that front three? Because certainly in that Sunderland game that I watched, what was really noticeable about that front three for it switch is they all basically play anywhere. They 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 will drop out, they'll pull wide, one will play as a ten, then all of a sudden. Um, they'll switch and and you know Barlaser and Crooks. If it is to be that that kind of de- defensive midfield unit, they're going to have to have their wits about them. Yeah, because um, you know without without going overboard on Sunderland again, because I know we we talked a fair bit about them in, in the midweek pod, obviously in the in the in the aftermath of Mowbray's sacking. But one of Sunderland's problems really is 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 maybe a lack of defensive shield in that midfield. Yeah. Dan Neal likes to go forward, doesn't he? Pierre Equa. Has, has had a bit of an indifferent start to the season after after a really good end to last season, um, and and I think Ipswich uh, Ipswich took advantage of that at the stage of the light on the opening on the opening weekend, and and in the comments to our vid, <clears throat> sorry, in the comments to our vid earlier this week, a, a fair few of the fans were saying that <clears throat> they they think the defensive issues has actually got a lot to do with the Borough midfield and maybe yeah. a lack of protection from 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 the Borough midfield. Now, if you're taking Housen out of that. Um, then I think I think that is a slight concern. If we're talking centre midfield, Sam Morsi, Massimo Luongo. No, Luongo's you, out. You, oh, is he? Yeah, Luongo's out, which is a oh, shame because that would have been a, a reunion of all reunions. Someone's on the ball. Um, yeah. Did you did you did you remotely see that though as a centre mid that would be up there challenging for promotion? I mean. We, let's be honest, we saw very, very, very little of Luongo as a Borough player. We saw a little bit more of Morsi. You wouldn't really have had either of them as a top two championship midfield, would you? Well, I know when, Mor- when Morsi went to Ipswich, I remember thinking at the time, you know, you're a championship player. You shouldn't, you know, what you're doing down there, yeah. To go to League One, but that's that's been a great move for him, hasn't it? Um, he captained Wigan, obviously. And so, so, Morsi less of a surprise. Although clearly, I, I wouldn't have predicted it. But Morsi no. less of a surprise. Luongo, I mean, uh, that's quite staggering, really, isn't, isn't it? it? Couldn't get a kick, and rightly so, really. But it's not one of them where there's always a player, isn't there, whose stock rises every week that he's not playing. Every club's always got a player yeah. who there's yeah. always a clamour to get him in. There was none of that with Luongo. I don't. I don't think you could go out and find a Borough fan on the street now who'd say, you know, the the problem last season was we didn't sign Massimo Luongo after oh. his trial early in the season. Oh. Um, fair play to him, and and fair play to McKenna because, uh, you know, how often did we say about Carrick last year? Like Christ, you've got a player out of Tuba that none of us knew were in there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. McKenna's clearly doing the same with with yeah. those players. Um, so yeah, what's he's your definitely you know, Luongo's definitely in that category of who was the who was the loan set McCoody, Harold McCoody. Remember yeah, 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 yeah. he's definitely yeah. in the like, oh Christ, yeah, remember him. Yeah. Category, well, it, it? It, it felt like he would be one of those players that 
you'd you'd kind of um re you know his name would crop up in five six seven years time where's he now like, yeah what happened to him yeah where's exactly yeah i can't remember him playing for borough but i can't even really remember him being a player after that you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean yeah. and yet that's not clearly not been the case no, um no. um so what's your thoughts what's your what's your gut feel um i i, I think borough gets on it just be, just just on 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 the back of those so good against southampton um so good against Leicester in a different in a different kind of way. Like clearly there was issues at Leeds last week, but but those defensive issues aside, Borough were a real threat going forward. And I know Jones is missing, but you've still got the bulk of that forward line, and and they are more stable at home. Um, I'm not. I don't necessarily think Borough will win, but I, but I don't think they'll lose. I, I think I think I think a score draw. I think maybe one one. I feel I, I feel like we're kind of very very reluctant on this vid to say that Borough are, are, are going to get beat. I I don't know whether we if, ever have. No, well, okay, so here we go. If 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 it's the Borough team with so many changes and um, so many so many kind of unknowns about how players are actually going to manage where they're playing and how they're going to link up with those around them. I think Ipswich are strong enough and good enough that they will they will um, potentially take, take advantage. advantage of that. Now, if there if there's even just one back would make a massive difference because my big worry is Housen not being in that midfield and Burrow just not being able to deal with Ipswich's runners and so if Fry can play, you can have Vandenberg. That's at my worry. If Fry plays, then A the centre half position strengthens straight away. B Vandenberg goes to full back. See, Housen is then there in midfield, and I think already that's a completely different proposition. So, if Borough have someone back and can stick with the structure that they've been playing with for pretty much most of the season, then I'm with you. I think I think probably a score draw. If it's the team that we've been running along the bottom, I would probably go two one three one Ipswich. We have been... that I hope I'm wrong, but I have now made pod video history by being the first one to say, Yeah, maybe this is the weekend when Borough won. If if Borough win two or three one tomorrow, we can just rewrite history and go back into this vid and chop out the last, we'll two just and change half minutes. it. Yeah, we'll just yeah, change yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I'll, if I'll that next to it when I say, but then again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like one of those ITV dramas where they film three or four different, yeah, 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 exactly. That's just exactly adapted it. to suit, yeah, that's exactly um, it. If if that probable team that we've been running across the bottom all week is right, then um, ha, I was going to say we we might need a pat on the back, but then I'm thinking, well, actually, what other options does Carrick actually yeah. have? If yeah. um, yeah, but I, but I did say to him yesterday, you know, when when you when you know someone as well as you and Kieran McKenna know each other, is there a temptation to to try and wrong foot him, to try and kind of spring a surprise and and, and catch him off guard? And he kind of smiled and said, "Of course." So yeah. if Latte laughs at right back tomorrow, then you, then you know why. Then you know why. I mean, we will wrap up in a second, but I mean, the one thing we haven't really discussed in all of it <clears> is the, the spring the surprise would be a change in formation. Yeah, it could go three at the back. It. You could play wing backs. You could you could go much more of a four four two if you wanted to, and play Latalad and Coburn and and try and bulk things. You know, um, on the left, kind of, kind of two banks of four. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. I don't see it though. I, I don't. There's been no indication throughout Carrick's reign that it, that he's really got that in his mind at any stage, is there? Well, we said we said on a number of occasions, didn't we, at the start of the season? If if that was going to be the case, he'd have done it. He'd have done it in those early weeks. Yeah, you would. You would have thought so, wouldn't you? When 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 Borough were thrashing around for ideas, really, or it looked that way and, and struggling. So. Um, yeah, It'd be a surprise, but never say never. Well, that's it. That's it. You you, you don't know, but um, but yeah, I think it would be a surprise. I think it would be a surprise. But anyway, let's hope that Borough do have players back. Let's hope that we're talking about a win. Um, we will be back next week. It's obviously another um really busy week, midweek action again. The games just roll on and on and on. So the, talk, um, talk of the talk of talk of the return of former cult heroes. We had Massimo Luongo. Next week it's Aaron Conley. They're all, they're all coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> that, video, uh, that video, that video might do the rounds again. I'm yeah, sure I suspect it will. I suspect <laughs> it will. We all know what you're talking about there. Yeah. Um, we will be back with a much more wholesome video at the start of, uh, the start of next week. Where we'll be reflecting on um, whatever happens against Switch. And yeah, we'll be looking ahead to Borough's midweek action. As I say, the, the games just keep on coming. So, um, thanks for watching us. Uh, hope you have a good weekend. Um, up the borough, and we will see you uh, next week for another edition of You Are My Borough.